Welcome to Something for the Turbo, the new weekly podcast brought to you by Unfound, the global platform for the travel-loving cyclist. Hey everybody, I hope you're all well and had a good festive period. Welcome back to another episode of Something for the Turbo, the last one of 2020. And like me, I'm sure you'll be glad to see the end of the year and looking forward to a more positive 2021. Let's hope so anyway. But thank you very much for for tuning in to listen. Again, the support that we've had for Something for the Turbo this year has been fantastic. We've done 50 episodes now with some amazing guests from around the world of cycling. If you're new to the podcast, go back and check out some of those episodes. But I just want to thank all the guests that have given their time to join us on the podcast. I've thoroughly enjoyed all the conversations we've had. Such a a diverse range of of conversations from around the world of cycling so thanks everyone and thank you all for listening again if you haven't yet subscribed please do subscribe to the podcast and keep telling all your cycling friends this podcast has helped keep me sane in, in 2020 so all the support i can get I, I hugely appreciate it so thank you very much in advance and if you haven't yet downloaded the unfound app please do you can find it on the app store or in google play all you need to do is download and register for free and then you can join a global community of cyclists sharing rides photos stories articles or just communicating and catching up or connecting with cyclists from around the world so please get involved and we look forward to seeing you on there anyway i also wanted to quickly thank anyone that's recommended guests to me or set up conversations i really appreciate your support as well so thanks everyone here's to a better 2021 anyway today's guest Jay Ganieri, I hope I pronounced that right, is one of the world famous Tour de France beef eaters of beef eater Bend fame. And he joins us today to talk us through their journey. Since 2009, this group of friends from the UK have been lighting up the Tour de France and other cycling races with their beef eater Bend, throwing a party with great fun for cycling fans along the roadside. They shot to global fame in 2019 when their Lynx Reich video from the Alps went viral overnight, attracting national and global press attention. They won the UCAI Fans Award, performed on stage at the World championships and even have a kit collaboration with Stolen Goat and their own merchandise range in which they sell to raise charity. What a bunch of guys. Anyway, have a listen to their journey and enjoy the stories along the way. What a great way to finish the year. Enjoy it and let me bring you Jay. Hi Jay, thank you very much for joining us today. How are you? Um, I'm very good, thank you um, Jules. Um, how are you? Yeah, not bad. Apart from the bad back you were telling me about. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I've just had I've had a bad back on and off for about four years and maybe it's just because of lockdown and <laughs> trying to find something to do. I thought I'd go and get it checked out and um, yeah, they've told me no cycling for a while while I'm having some treatment. So uh, oh, There was you. And you had a good Christmas and stuff, did you? Yeah, great Christmas. No family around or anything. I you know, just... Um, Near the wife and the kids in the stuck indoors, but uh, made the most of it, and it was yeah, it was pretty good actually, considering. Good, very good. Well, look, this is our, our last show of 2020. What a year it's been, and very excited to have you on. We've had world champions, national champions, Olympic medalists, and now obviously uh, yourselves, Tour de France beef eaters, highlight of the year. So tell tell us a little, a little bit about your journey, when it all started off, and and how it came about. Um, yeah, so this yeah, it all started. It was way back. About 2009, I think it was. Um, so there was a couple of guys. Um, I didn't even know them then. That was Andy and Andy and uh, Rob, and they worked together. They'd had a really uh, busy time at work, and they just had a bit of a break, and they just needed some time out of the office, and um, they couldn't decide what to do. And they didn't. They didn't even ride bikes. They just were aware that the Tour de France was on, and just one of them just said, "Why don't we just drive down to the Alps?" And just go and watch the tour for a couple of days, just to, just to, you know, just because they couldn't think of anything else to do to break up work. So yeah, they, yeah chucked a couple of tents in the car and, and drove off down to uh, down to the Alps. And that's how it all started. So I, I read that before that they they weren't even 
particularly massive cycling fans or even cyclists, right? No, that's right. I mean, but I think it was. I think all, all six of us have had a, a quite a similar cycling journey. So you know, you were mad cycling when we were kids. Um, yeah, you got to sort of fifteen, sixteen, and then you know, discovered girls, and drinking and smoking and whatever <laughs> it was, and um, pretty much all of us had about twenty years where we we didn't ride bikes. Okay, um, through one way or another, we all found cycling again. Brilliant. So, so that first that two thousand nine, they obviously went down to the Tour de France, and they just were sort of captured by the whole atmosphere and stuff i mean did they get involved were they on up on dutch corner or what what Um, experience did they have 2009 i think they were grand bonan i think i think that's where they went that year so that i mean they weren't dressed as beef eaters that year and they uh, they still wanted they'd still seen the the tour de france on tv and they'd seen people in fancy dress and they said we should go as sort of um, like english gents so they they bought um, (laughs) stripy blazers and boaters and cravat and cravats and they just went down and watched it down. That is, a, they said it was brilliant. You know, they still they were talking to loads of people, and there's yeah. still still a brilliant atmosphere. But it was it wasn't until the year after when they thought they needed to uh, up the game with the uh, sort of British identity. Amazing. So they hatched the plan over the winter to, to and came up with the beef eaters. And, and when did the is that when the beef eater Ben came about as well, or has that just sort of evolved uh, since was, then? But that, that was that was uh, four years later. That was so uh, oh, really. Yeah, that, so it was so it was just those two dressed as beef eaters down in the Alps and the Pyrenees. Again, just the two of them. They, they didn't, you know, there was no sort of music uh, set up or anything like that. It was just those two enjoying the time down there. Yeah. So yeah, that that was that, and it wasn't until uh, so that was then we met. So I knew um, Aaron, one of the other guys, through our yeah. daughters who went to school together. Okay. And then through friendships with him, we met we met the rest of the guys. Um, and in 2013, Andy, who he lives in Yorkshire, he says, so he worked with Rob. Rob's in London and he's in Yorkshire, but they work for the same company and they work quite closely together. And he said, why don't we go up to Yorkshire for a, sort of a, a spring training weekend um, up in the North Yorkshire Moors? Um, hang on, hang on, hang on. Just, just And this is, everyone's got into cycling now. This this isn't yeah, a, a yeah. beefy oh, no, no, no. dancing and drinking training weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, um, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd been cycling since about 2005, okay. um, but I'd been riding on my own for sort of six years, you know. Um, it was just a, fr- a friend of mine had just turned around and he said, look, I've been roped into doing the London to South End charity ride. Do you want to do it with me? And I just thought, well, I could do with getting fit. And um, and that's how it started for me. And so the other guys got into it through knowing one another. And gradually, one talked the other one into coming for out for a ride. Um, and then so we'd we'd all been cycling for a, you know two or three years by 2013. Right. Okay. Got you. And some of us did London to Paris the year before. Yeah. And then Andy said, "Why don't you come up to Yorkshire for a training weekend in spring? You know, to get you fit. You know, for the start of the cycling season." Yeah. And and that's and that's that was the first time all six of us were together cycling. That was it, and that was the start of it. We got you all together out on the bike, and that's when you yeah. thought, okay, let's go to the Tour de France this year. Or was it the following year? It was it was the following year. Oh no, what's sorry? Yeah, two thousand yeah two thousand fourteen was the first year. So, but it was when we when we had that weekend away, even though we didn't really know, you know, some of us didn't know each other that well. It, we just got on so well. And even after two days together, that's when Andy turned around. He said, look, the, the Tour de France is coming to Yorkshire in 2014. And he said, you know, me and Rob have been going down to the Alps dressing as beef eaters. He goes, I've got a great idea. Why don't all six of us dress as beef eaters and we'll we'll get a sound system in and create a bit of atmosphere by the side of the road. Amazing. And that's and that's what you did. That was the first, Yorkshire was the first one, was it? That's right. Yeah. 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 Up in Newca, near, um, just not far from the 
where you just descend off the uh, butter tubs. Okay, yeah, I know it. Yeah, yeah, and obviously got the got the whole crowd going. The crowds for that stage, they, well, all, all all the stages in that that year's tour were huge, weren't they? Up in Yorkshire, I, I, it was it was massive. Yeah, it was. Um, and everybody said, why didn't you go to? Um, why weren't you on butter tubs? But the, the way it was sort of planned was it was sort of a friends and family thing. You know, we yeah. we didn't we didn't know there was going to be loads of other people wanting to get involved really it was just we were going to have a party yeah uh, and so we said well we won't go to butt tubs you know it's going to be crap really rammed up there and we didn't really know how sort of purist cycling fans would what they would think yeah you know, us, uh, sort of larking around so we sort of tried to keep it amongst friends and family to begin with and then it escalated yeah but it was i mean even on that day there was people who were on their way to butter tubs and they were walking along the road past us, and they decided to stay where we were. Amazing. And, I mean, did you guys think then you were actually onto something? You know, maybe, maybe this is. I think it was at know. the end of the day um, when we started. Go ahead. Up, and there was people coming up to us and sort of shaking their hands and thanking us for like an amazing day. And we were like, "Oh, okay." And the, the thing is, we, you know, like I said, we were doing it for ourselves. We weren't trying to please anyone else and we thought oh maybe this is maybe this has got some legs well so then you started planning for the following year 2015 where, where did you go then right yeah so we um say after after the the bend in 2014 we sort of talked and said you know we should what do we reckon on actually taking this down to you know into the uh, into the alps or something like that and we sort of all agreed it'd be a great idea so we saw the uh, the route announcement came out on, in october and uh well, outdoors came out and we said it's got to be out to Ez. Rob and Andy have been going to a campsite, which was literally a hundred yards from the uh, from kilometre zero of out to Ez, So they knew the people who owned the campsite, and we just said everybody agreed straight away. And we just yeah, let's do that, let's do it. We still didn't know how it was going to be accepted down there, but we just thought yeah, let's just go for it. Yeah, and which corner did you, which bend did you have on out to Ez? <laughs> well, we planned for something like bend nine or something like that, and. We- the problem was we thought, well, how are we going to get all this? How are we going to get all this gear? Because we had, we had like a generator, sound system, quite a lot of beer that we had to transfer up there, you know, to get up there. Yeah. And so um, I went out and bought some trolleys, um, you know, these fold-up trolleys we could use. But unfortunately, I bought them from Audi, and they didn't actually make it out of the campsite. Some of the wheels fell off. Oh no! Yeah. So we thought, well, what do we do? So we we patched them together a bit, loaded all the stuff up. And I think we made it past the first hairpin and then we lost another wheel and then we managed to get it just to the next hairpin. So we, we made it two bends up out to airs and we thought this would do. <laughs> this Not a bad spot. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and remind me, what what, what um, bend uh, is Dutch Corner? Uh, Dutch Corner is all the way up on seven. Seven. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And we, we were on 20. Okay, brilliant. So not not only were you sort of taking a, a new thing to to the Alps, not not one hundred percent sure how it would go down over there, but also is your first experience of, of of going to the tour in in France as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it was a bit of a baptism of fire, really. It's out the as your first visit is uh, is pretty special. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and and how was the reception? Good, I assume it was. Yeah, it was. It was brilliant. You know, we um we got up there that we we seem to get in a bit of a zone whenever we do this and we sort of forget what's going on around us if you like i know it sounds a bit weird but we have such a great time and we've always said that we would you know if it was just us by the so just us six by the side of the road somewhere we'd still do it yeah. because we get on so well and have such a great time so i mean it's not till we sort of started looking back at the photos and and some of the videos and you think god you know, there's quite a few people there you know there was, yeah, quite, yeah. there was quite a crowd on that corner um yeah we didn't really notice and over the years, have you had sort of people contact you and who had sort of intentionally want to come and join the party and that, 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 that yeah. number that's growing every year? Yeah, that we, we, we had, there's been a few people who've been to 
I think some people might, I think we've been to all of them. There's a couple of couples who've really? been ever since 2015. Yeah. Um, they've been to all of them and there's some, um, I think it was my, Michael Albertini's cousins we met one year and they've been a few times. And really? yeah, and then all of a sudden, obviously 2019, after that, we had a lot of people contact us. Yeah, well, let's let's not gloss over that because uh, for those of you that, that haven't seen, and maybe we should get the video up actually, and you can, if you're listening, get it up as well, and maybe you talk us through what, what exactly is going on. But what 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 happened? Obviously, you uploaded that photo onto Twitter, onto onto YouTube, was it? It was onto Twitter, so it was it was, and it was about I think it was about half past eleven at night. Um, so we had a uh, a friend of mine came with me. So I, I didn't, the guy, we always go cycling for a week in the Alps, usually before we do the bend. Yeah. And, um, I couldn't make it that year because I'd promised my wife the year before that I was going to take her to Italy and it all clashed. And um, so we went down to Italy with another couple and then we basically dropped our wives off in Venice. We said, look, we're heading off to the tour now. And me and him jumped in, jumped on the train, went back to a hotel, got in the car. And he was the guy that took the, that actually took the video, which was handy. Okay. Yeah, so he took a lot of photos that day. He took the videos, and then it was it, it was it. We were in the hotel in the evening, and I said, "Oh, send me send me that video that you uh, took earlier. That was quite good, the one with the dinosaur." And he sent it to me, and, and I and I and I posted it. And I, I mean, if you look at the uh, uh, the actual, I'm gonna do it now. I'm gonna do it now. I'm gonna watch it now. Where, <laughs> where, you look, where are you? Which one? Are you, which was you? Um, I'm the I'm the sort of lead man at the front. Um, I'm the one that goes goes too soon with the arms and then starts bouncing down the road. And when you watched this video back that evening, I mean, were you like, I mean, the banana, the T-Rex, yeah, I mean, it, you couldn't, you couldn't make it, you couldn't have no, done that intentionally, could you? It, everything just fell into place, didn't it? The weather's perfect. Yeah, the view, the, the view. backdrop, and even the yeah. guy, there's a guy there in the in the light blue, I think with a hat, and he's got his bottle of red wine with him bouncing down the road. I just noticed that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, and like I said, I, I, I posted, I posted it. It was, it was about half past 11 at night. We'd, we'd been, we'd been in the restaurant. We'd had some beers and a few glasses of wine. So, you know, everything was a bit hazy. And I, whenever I, whenever I post anything, I reread what I'm typing. I keep rereading it and I just missed yeah. spelling mistakes in there. I spelled there wrong and it really annoyed me. And I thought, I can't delete that now because it's got so many it's gone viral. that's out there forever <laughs> it pains that's me every time i see it that's hilarious i noticed that there's a there are a few dutch dressed in orange there as well you, you have a good relationship with the the dutch corner contingent yeah yeah brilliant actually um in 2000 i think 2018 was on outdoors as well so we we returned to the same bend we did before because it was so easy to get up to and there was there was some people who who had planned to go to Dutch Corner, some Dutch guys, and they, they stayed with us. Maybe they were just lazy and didn't want to walk all the way up to Ben 7. Yeah. It's quite a long way. Yeah. But there's the, in our campsite, actually the first time we went to the Alps, we bumped into some members of the Woutpoles uh, fan club. Um, yeah. and they pretty much go every year, so we, so we know them pretty well now. You know, and um, and they they've been a few, to a few of the bands, and they were the ones who actually introduced us to that that uh, that track, that tune. Yeah. So yeah. for me, it's so iconically cyclocross, cyclocross. Yeah, really. yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you've certainly adopted it now and made it your own, without a doubt. So, so tell us. So obviously, you uploaded that video, and then, then went after a few wines and, and beers, and then went to bed that night, and woke up, and it it, it literally was an open an overnight thing. It just it exploded. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was. I, I couldn't keep up with it. Really? Yeah, you, you 
go on Twitter, you'd hit the notification, be, it'd say 20 plus. And then while you were sort of reading the first one, it would just go 20 plus again. And it's like, I thought, oh, this is ridiculous. I can't keep up with it. I'm going to be doing this all day. So I sort of had to, walk, when, had to walk away from it, you know, thought I'll come back to that at some point when it's quiet. That's incredible. And when did it When did it sort of hit the, the national press as well? Because weren't you on BBC Breakfast and all sorts of other things? Yeah, it was, it was, it was literally within 24 hours. You know, we, we did that that day. Uh, so I posted that that evening, and probably not the next day, but the day after that, it was on BBC Breakfast. I think while we were while we were travelling back, um, and it's so surreal. Yeah, because we, we didn't know. I mean, we we were all travelling back from the south of France, so we were just getting people calling us, friends going, "I've I just seen you on on BBC Breakfast." I said, "I don't think, don't think so." <laughs> And and I suppose it, were you leading like a sort of bizarre double life? Like you have you obviously you got your family and kids and and your job and stuff, and then you you're going off to the tour to to have a great time and party. But I'm imagine there's a lot of people that didn't know that side to you, and then obviously saw you on BBC Breakfast dancing around yeah. at the top of the mountain. Well, definitely the good thing about those um, those beefeater outfits were very hard to identify. You know, pe- people who know us could watch that and they think I have no idea who this is. Okay, so that, fair that, that actually comes in quite handy sometimes, but yeah, it's it, it, it's gradually seeped out. And then I remember I was I was at work and um, someone put the video on in the uh, in, our, in our trading room at work, and I was like, oh. <laughs> and that was it. The secret was out. Brilliant. The cat is out of the bag. Yeah. And what and um, so what has happened since twenty fifth of July two thousand and nineteen? Obviously, this year is probably a bit of a no, a no starter for for you guys. But it's such a shame. I saw you at Harrogate last year. You, you performed up at the um, the World Champs, and and you've won an award from the UCI as well. You won the UCI Fans Award, haven't you? That's right. Yeah. So um, I think back in um, back in two thousand seventeen, uh, before the tour. We were contacted by some of the people from Welcome to Yorkshire, um, and they were basically doing uh, interviews with, with cycling fans, um, just as, as some you know some, for some content before the tour. Yeah. And um, and they came down to London, and we met them up at Look Mum No Hands, and they did some interviews with us, and uh, they were brilliant. We had a brilliant, absolutely brilliant time with them, and we got to know Danielle really well from Welcome to Yorkshire, and then we went to the tour to Yorkshire in 2018 um, and we just hid away on a, in a bend somewhere in the middle of nowhere that was a great day as well but then she said look you know the world championships especially this was after the after the tour tour de France in 2019 yeah. she contacted us and said look you know the world championships are in Harrogate why don't we get you up there and get you on the stage to do that recreate that video yeah and I thought, well, the boys are never going to go for this. There's no way in the world they're going to go for this. And my initial reaction was, you couldn't, you couldn't pay me enough to get me on stage, right? It's just not me. And that's, that's the good thing about when we go away, because it's, it's not me. It's not, you know, it's the beef eaters. Like yeah. I say, people can't identify you, and you just, you just let yourself get into it. And um, I remember I met, I met all the boys in the pub, and we were having a few beers, and I said, oh, by the way, Danielle contacted us. She wants us to go on stage at the in the fan zone at the World Championships. And I just thought that would be it. They'll go, oh, God, no, no. And they just all turned around and went, oh, yeah, definitely. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I thought, I'll ask them again, you know, the next day. And I asked them, they said, yeah, we all agreed to it. I thought, oh, I don't believe this. I'm going to have to tell her, yes. <laughs> and it was the Saturday you were on stage, wasn't it, if I remember correctly? That's right, yeah. It was the, uh, yeah. It was the day of the, uh, of the, women's, um, the women's elite race. So we, we were staying quite a long way away. We were in uh, at the Dow's Bike Centre up near, um, not far from Reef. Um, yeah. so, so we were staying there because that's where we were going to be for the for the men's race. And we said, look, we're, ne- we're never going to be able to get down to Harrogate from here. It's like forty five miles away, whatever. And they said, that's hey, all right. We'll send we'll send transport to get you. Oh, brilliant! Oh, the UCI. Proper showbiz. <laughs> yeah. 
and they and they they turned up in a big UCI official sort of people carrier, and um, and it was Danielle who was driving. She <laughs> she's lovely, but um, that was probably one of the scariest journeys because she was a little bit late, and, and she tried to make up time along those windy roads getting back to the motorway, and it was terrifying. It really was, and I felt I was nervous as hell anyway. So I thought, yeah. why am I doing this? <laughs> why am I doing this? What's going on? But she, right. she got us into yeah. arrogant in time. And then it was just nervous time backstage. And again, questioning, how did I, how did I get here? Why is this happening? How have I ended up doing this? Yeah. But and, I mean, uh, it was, it was, that, 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 it was a muddy day that day, but you, you managed to get everyone up and dancing, didn't you? You had a yeah, pretty good reception. Yeah. It did go really, considering that it was, yeah, it was, it was a proper mud fest out there. It was. Yeah. My kids were dancing. Loved it. It's, yeah. It's just, it's a great tune to get everyone up and dancing as well, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And did you got you got a good a bit of sort of behind behind the scenes there at the, the World Champs? Did you see anyone, or you must be sort of recognisable to to the riders and teams and and the whole sport now, right? Yeah, we've got that. I mean, especially after. I mean, we, there was a few you know riders we uh, we sort of struck up. So I mean, a relationship with over the years, like uh, obviously Luke Rowe. So he, yeah. he he was the first pro that ever sort of acknowledged we were there by the side of the road. Really? Um, yeah, and that that was in two thousand sixteen. Um, on the uh, Cote de Domancy, there was a, uh, a time trial, a mountain time trial. And, and we were there and we said, so we looked at the start list and we worked out when the British riders were coming up and we thought, well, we'll play the national anthem as they come past. Brilliant. And, and we play, had that playing and he sort of conducted the music as he came past and gave us a wave. Oh, brilliant. He was a bit of a hero to us ever since then. Yeah. But yeah, yes, and, um, Steve Cummings as well. And um, there's a few other ones that I hadn't noticed actually when I've seen videos of them sort of dancing on their bikes as they've come around our bend in Abduez. I think Alaphilippe did it once and uh, there's been a couple really? of others. Yeah, I hadn't noticed it before until sort of fairly recently when I'd seen a video of that. What a thrill. And you, you mentioned obviously this year put the brakes on, on a lot of things. What what was planned for 2020? So we, um, well, we were all booked up to go to the Tour of Flanders. Um, we were really looking oh. forward to that. We were booked in for the yeah. sport. We were doing the sport team on the Saturday and then we were going to set up somewhere on the Sunday. So that was, uh, was going to be a big, big weekend. Obviously, yeah, shame. that fell by the wayside. And also the Tour de Yorkshire, we were supposed to be, I think we were supposed to be on the start line starting the, starting the race on stage one. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was, that was, a, that was such, a, such a massive disappointment. Of course, disappointment. Sometimes you just think, how the hell have I, how's this ended up like this? You know, starting yeah. races. And, I, I still yeah. don't really know. When, when I really think about how disorganized we are, how childish we are. <laughs> well, we're really immature sometimes, you know, this, so disorganized. It's terrible. And I say, but the, things just seem to fall into place. I don't know why. Good. That's good. Well, uh, a massive shame for this year, but I mean, are you starting to think about next year? Have you got races lined up? I think we've got 190 days to, to be free to bend at the Tour de France next year, but have you any other races? What, what's the plan? I think it's at the moment, it's a what, wait and see because, just yeah. nobody knows. I think. I think the reason we've said look, the tour, we're fingers crossed, touch wood, and everything. You know, we're hoping there's going to be some sort of normality by July, yeah. and the second half of the year will, you know, sort of hopefully go okay. I don't know really what's happening with the with the classics at the moment. I mean, I've, I think I saw somewhere that the, the Tour of Flanders is. So I saw somewhere that the Tour of Flanders is going ahead, and there is going to be. They were saying about fans, but I don't know. I think I think it's just going to be. We'll wait until very near the time. And, yeah, I think a lot, a lot of stuff's going to be um, sort of on the hoof this year, late. 
you know definitely well hopefully we get you back out on the road and and entertaining cycling fans and cyclists in the not too distant future i mean where where do you guys want to take this where 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 is it going to go what's the plan with with the beef eaters we're just going to carry on trying to enjoy it for as long as we can we don't really have a plan like i say we're unless we uh, unless someone someone steps in and does something for us we're really disorganized i know it may it may not it may not appear like this but i mean some of the some of the luck we've had with the bends over the years is incredible where things have gone wrong and we thought well that's it we're we're doomed (laughs) it's not going to happen this year and then something happens uh, some of the locals come to our rescue or something like that i mean that's happened that's happened on one or two occasions so like yeah we're we're just gonna we're just gonna try and enjoy it as much as we can like same we've got the we've got some merchandise and things like that where we raise some money for charity by selling but yeah i'm gonna ask you about that so so obviously you you've got a kit collaboration with stolen goat and and we'll put all the links in the show notes if anyone's interested and you've also got some merchandise as well talk us through the um what you're raising money for so one of the um one of the guys aaron actually he uh he had a fairly bad crash back in 2014 and he'd, he'd never really thought about uh, mental health before. You know, he's, he's always been very upbeat. And I can sort of, my mental strength, I can out sort of, I can beat anything and you know, all this sort of stuff. And then he had a bad crash once when we were on Sportive and it sort of changed his perception uh, on the matter, really. And he was, he was running a business at the time, which he's since, um, he's since sold. And so he's, he's decided to start a, uh, a mental health charity um, serving people in the local area, and, um, okay. and where's Aaron based? Um, so we're down, it's down in Rochford. So he actually lives. Five of us live in Rayleigh in Essex, which is about right, okay. about five miles from South End on Sea. And so yeah, he set it up for 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 people in Rochford and the South End area, um, and that's the Priest oh, Foundation. So yeah, he's, um, so he's he's very passionate about that, and he's he sort of spends all his time. Uh, working on and that. Is that obviously he had a he had a crash in the sportive and obviously had had physical injuries, but but struggled with the mental side, sort of not having cycling and not being able to cycle as he recovered. Yeah, that's right, and just being sort of reliant on other people, which he's never been before. Really, you know, he's always a real sort yeah. of self starter and all the rest of it. And uh, yeah, so he had some like kidney damage, broken ribs, broken collarbone. Um, and he and it just yeah it just changed his outlook on everything. Yeah, well, I, I think this year more than any i think um we all need to be yeah, checking in with friends and uh keeping an eye on one another yeah absolutely absolutely but so that's that's the regarding the merchandise and that so we when we were in harrogate we were in the fan zone and we just we, we were actually looking for the uh the ecoy stand because um, we've got a bit of a relationship with them and they they, they supply our um, our glasses our red sunglasses ah uh, cool so we got some off of them back in 2015 i think it was or 2016 and um they beginning to wear out and he said look drop by the, the stall up at, uh, in Harrogate and we'll, um, we'll sort you out some new ones and the stolen goat was I think it was next door to Ecoy. It was I remember yeah. Yeah so we, we just happened just started chatting to them and they, it all started from that just to chat with six blokes who'd been in VIP hospitality all day so I don't know how much sense we were making but and they said look we'll, we'll work on something like you know get in touch with us and we didn't and it all started from there and then they came up with working with us we came up with this design for a jersey that we all liked and that was it and they said look we'll sell it and said you know we'll you sell it and we'll, you'll make some money out of it and we all sort of chatted and said we don't really want to make money for ourselves out of it so we thought why don't we just why don't we give it to the charity so aaron can work with it and yeah that's- good on you guys that's very cool and for anyone listening actually it's a, it's a pretty smart looking kit it's really nice i do like the uh, i mean i had some stolen goat kit anyway so quite a few of us did so uh yeah we were more than happy to 
do that with them and now we've got sort of just about all my kit is up there it's all that the beef eater kit and it's yeah. excellent yeah <laughs> Very good. And it's one of these weird questions that I get to ask sort of up, up coming inspiring pros and stuff as it would be kind of, you know, what, what races do you want to do most? And I can, I can ask you guys that as well. I mean, have you got any sort of absolute ultimate to do races that you'd, you'd love to go and take the beef eaters down to? Yeah. I mean, the Tour of Flanders is a, is a must, obviously. Like I said, that was a real disappointment. We didn't get, didn't get to do that last year. We've also been, I mean, I've been banging onto the boys for a while about the Giro because I'm, I might say I'm Italian. I'm a quarter Italian, but um, yes, yeah, so I've got some history in Italy and that, and I'd, I'd love to just do that once. Really would. Yeah. I think they'd love you down there, wouldn't they? I hope so. We have, I do get quite a few um, emails and uh, messages on Twitter saying, when are you coming to the Giro? Really? Yeah. Well, we get that for the tour down under as well <laughs> and the Vuelta. Oh, tour down under would be a good trip. That'd be great. Someone would have, someone would have to fund it. Well, there you go. That's a shout out. If anyone wants to get the, the beef eaters down to Adelaide in the next couple of years, they, they'd gratefully accept, I'm sure. Yeah, we'd, we'd be all over that. <laughs> Very good. And uh, sorry, I missed the last one. What, what was the other one you mentioned? Um, Vuelta. No. Yeah, no, I was saying we'd had, we had requests as well to go to the Vuelta, you know, just yeah. people, when you're coming down, when you're coming down. But then as soon as the... Um, as soon as the route announcement for the Tour de France is done, we get loads of messages coming in saying, you've got to come to this stage. You can stay in, you can stay in this house here. I've got a house and you can have it. It's got a pool. It makes you realize what an amazing community the cycling world has, right? People oh, will look after you and yeah, absolutely. Um, obviously create a great atmosphere. So talk us through 2021 Tour de France. What stage have you picked and, and uh, which, which climb? So um, at the moment, um, it's the climb. Oh, you know, I don't even know what stage what the stage number is. I can't remember the number. It's the climb to teens. So I guess it's the one that was cancelled um, last year. Is it two thousand? Yeah, it was two thousand nineteen, isn't it? When they had the uh, storms. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. To go up there, um, but we've 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 already pretty much said we look, we need to do two this year to make up for it. Two stages. Yeah, two two stages, two bends. We were also we were, were toying with the idea of going over to the uh, not maybe not the Grand Depart, but I think one of the stages there. There's a time trial. I think it's like three stages in something like that. And we said, look, you know, it's not it's not too far. We could we could get over there for that, and then head down to the Alps maybe. So we're looking at that, but we definitely we, we've got to get you know we've got to do quite a bit next year. It just seems like we've, we've lost out so much this year. Yeah, to make make up for it. And if people are listening and, and they want to come and join the party on, on a beefy to bend, how can they, where is, is it Twitter's the best sort of social yeah, media platform to follow you on? Or? Most active, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and that, even even that was only started for a laugh. <laughs> we said we, we should have a social media presence joking around. And uh, and we so we started on Twitter. And um, obviously that sort of took off as well there you go there you go everything you touch um, yeah you get, get yourself a lottery ticket and uh well i mean one thing i also wanted to mention was that i'd noticed that that's obviously it's, it's a massive party many beers and food is uh, consumed lots of dancing lots of great fun but you also go to the effort to to clean up meticulously afterwards don't you yeah we're really uh we're really quite anal about that it's, it's like a it's like a load of policemen looking for clues the way we're walking around cleaning up i just hate to think that you know, people have seen this. Um, it looks messy, on, you know, when you see the videos and the pictures. And yeah. we just feel that we've got to just every little piece of litter has got to be gone when we go because we don't want people saying, look, you know, they were here, look, they left, you know. And it's, it, and it's, it's, it's what we would want. When we, turn, when we turn up to these places, you know, they're spotless and it's, you've got a responsibility to leave it that way, you know, when you go. Yeah, huge respect to you all for doing that because I'm sure others don't. So that's... Uh, no, they definitely don't. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And when there's a, so so your your Aldi wheeled chairs are, are wheeling bags of rubbish down at the end as well. 
Yeah, that's, um, we won't make that mistake again. But to, 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 in my in my defence, I did say, don't wheel the trolleys over the uneven ground in the campsite. Wait till you get out on the road. But um, like I say, disorganised. They don't listen to me. They just walk off. <laughs> wheels flying everywhere. They don't. That's good. And obviously, gutted you weren't able to get to the racing uh, this year. But did you were you able to enjoy it from home? It's a great season in its bizarre way. I think cycling did amazingly to to get through 2019 and with as much racing as there was. Ah, it was incredible. Um, I don't think I did a lot of work in the last three months, like in that three months where they packed all the races in. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was hard to keep up. It's, you know, sometimes, you know, there's two, three races on a day. Um, but yeah, I'd gladly, you know, I wasn't, I'd gladly take that over no racing. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think 2020 will be forever remembered as the year of Zoom. Did you do a Zoom beefy to corner, get dressed up, a few beers, watch the race all together? Yeah, we did. We um, did you? I was only joking. <laughs> no, we did. We did. It was just a small. I mean, we what we did in September, we went to we got to and then it was before everything got locked down again. We went to we went to Wales. Went cycling in Wales. We had a weekend there, and on the Sunday we said, "Look, let's all get dressed up." And we did. A, we did an Instagram live thing like that. You know, brilliant. So yeah, that that was that was good fun. Um, cycling in Wales is hard. That was just. That Is it? Oh. Where, whereabouts were you? So we we had, we actually stayed. I think we were like half a mile from the Welsh border. We were actually in England. We didn't know it at the time. But again, going okay, back, well, being, away. going back to being disorganised. He said we're going to Wales, and part time I said we're not even in Wales. <laughs> we're still in England, but we cycled over the border and and we did like a couple of rides. We had the is it called the Devil's Staircase, I think, and the Hellfire Pass, which I don't know how to pronounce the Welsh name, but that is the worst hill I've ever been up in my life. Yeah, it was just it was horrific. I've never gone. I mean, I must have been going about three and a half miles an hour all the way up. It was just it was just seemed to be just twenty percent plus all the way for about a mile and a half. Yeah, it was it was nasty. It's a, it's a beautiful part of the world, though, right? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely lovely. Yeah, yeah. And we have to get uh, Luke Rowe to, to show you the sites next when he's got a bit of time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Look, is, is there anything else that, that, that you want to bring up or that I've missed or where people can find you or any other points of, of note? Um, no, I don't think so. I think you've sort of covered everything. And if anybody wants to get out of the, the full story, I'm actually writing a book on the on it at the moment. So, Are uh, you? Yeah, I've, I've thought about it for quite a while. And then when this, uh, I, I, I started, I stopped, I started, I stopped. And then when we had this latest tier four business, I just thought, you know what, I'm going to get my head down and, and get this written. So I'm sort of plowing ahead with that at the moment. And it's it's brilliant, uh, reliving a lot of the stuff that I'd forgotten. So yeah. you know, we've got a little WhatsApp group um, specifically for, for the book. And I say, look, 2014 Yorkshire what do you remember what were the funny bits and they're coming back and it's uh, it's killing us oh, all. That's brilliant. yeah it's brilliant yeah, well, well do let us know when the book is out and we'll make sure we can do we'll do what we can to um, to promote it but in terms of the research you've done thus far give us give us a couple of your, your funniest stories from, from your journeys I think the um, <laughs> I, always, I always come back to 2016 um, might not be hilarious story but it was just what happened when we turned up again again the whole disorganized thing we booked a campsite we turned up on this this hill we said we can't stay at that campsite it's nowhere where we need to be and um and we ended up just driving up and down the hill thinking there's nowhere to stop there's nowhere to park and then we saw there was a a family put a sign up saying tour de france parking 10 euros per night and it's so all three of all three vehicles we drove into there we basically just parked in their front garden and pitched our tents and we um one of the guys, he's, 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 he's 
I don't know why, he always wants to barbecue, right? Whenever we go, he goes, let's have a barbecue, let's have a barbecue. And we're saying, no, we're not having a barbecue, right? You know, don't bother. And then we thought, all right, we'll go and buy some beer. So we went down to the local supermarket and we left him unattended in there and he bought an electric barbecue. And we're like, oh, for God's sake. So we went back up and um, we thought, we haven't got a plug for this, right? We haven't got a plug for this. We're not using it. And um, one of the guys said, I'll make a plug. I thought, oh, God. So he got my, razor, my electric razor and took it apart and plugged it all back together. And he said, look, I think this will work. And we plugged it in, turned the barbecue, put the generator on, turned the barbecue on. And it, for about two seconds, we thought, oh, it's working. And then the, the generator just started wailing and this massive high-pitched sound, and then it just cut out. And we thought, we've just destroyed the generator <laughs> that we need to run the sound system on tomorrow. And we just thought, what, what do we do? What do we do? And then the um, the person who owns the house came out. He didn't speak any French. He didn't speak any French. He only spoke French. We didn't speak any French. Um, and he sort of, we just pointed at the barbecue and trying to say, do you know, uh, pointing at the generator, do you know someone who can fix a generator? And he's, um, he, no. And then he just came out with an extension lead. And we thought, oh, Legend. he's saying we can put the bar- run the barbecue from his house. And we thought, he's going to have a bit of a shock tomorrow when we need to run the sound system for 12 hours <laughs> from his house as well. And, um, but there was no, again, we, we, we didn't communicate with them. You know, we, there was no, we didn't have translate apps or anything that we could use. And we just, we just plugged the sound system in and all got dressed up as beef eaters the next day. And him and his wife were just standing there and they're long looking at us, just not knowing what was going on. And then about an hour later, um, they were just dancing in the road with us. And they were was, there as well. Brilliant. They came out, they got all their friends out, all the, all the locals were out. And that, that was, I, we always say that was the best, that was the best bend because of, because of that, it could have all gone wrong. It could have not happened at all. Amazing. And, yeah. 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 There's a whopping electricity bill at the end of the month. Yeah. And I think, and we said, look, and we just pointed at our beers and we said, you can have as many as these as you like. Okay. And then I think we, we found him in the evening, spark out on his living room floor. And, <laughs> and then, and then, but the, the next day when we left, we packed up, we were driving away and his, and his wife was crying as we were leaving. I, I, I really? I'm hoping it was, you know, because she was sad, but we just don't know. Tears of joy destroyed her husband. Brilliant. Yeah, what a great story. And it just goes to show that, that what you guys do, you, you know, it's beyond language. It's yeah. all in, you know, the spirit of good fun and having a good time and, and the love of cycling. And uh, yeah, thanks. Thank you very much. It's much exactly. appreciated. Keep, keep up the good work. Yeah, we'll try. Yeah. It's, all, it's all we can and, do. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And what a great way to finish the year. Great stories. Thanks for taking the time. Let us know when that book comes out, won't you? Yeah, I will do. And yeah, keep up the good work. And we'll, we'll look forward to seeing you on TV, YouTube, Twitter, and by whatever other means in, in 2021, rocking beef eater corners around the world. Fantastic. Well, thanks for having me on. Cheers, Jay. Really appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Thanks a lot, George. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast. And more importantly, don't forget to download the Unfound app and join cyclists from around the world on the hub. We'll see you on there.